The first lesson this evening is from Genesis chapter 22. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. And I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. O Lord, have mercy on us. The second lesson is from Luke chapter 1. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him Zechariah after his father, but his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened, and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, Blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors. And all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. O Lord, have mercy on us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. The Gospel according to St. Luke starts with the promise of a baby to be born. But it isn't the baby that most people think. If you say, what does the Gospel start with, immediately everybody says, well, of course, Jesus' birth. And Matthew, yes, but not with Luke. Rather, Luke begins prophesying the birth of John the Baptist. We know the story. Zechariah is a priest, one of the good ones, as it turns out, the more we get to know the priests in the New Testament. But he is a priest who was righteous, a faithful man who with his wife, Elizabeth, walked in the ways of the Lord. But the Lord had afflicted them. Elizabeth was barren. She could bear no children. And like Abraham and Sarai, many generations before, they, in their old age, had no children. 
Now, of course, we know that Zechariah went into the temple one day in Luke 1, and he was burning incense, chosen by Lot that day to do it. And then Gabriel, the angel, before he appeared to Mary, appeared to Zechariah and said to him, Your prayer has been heard. Like Hannah, before, that we touched on briefly last week in the Old Testament, the prayer for mercy had been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to name him John. And what's more, this John who will be born to you, he should abstain from strong drink because he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit for the specific task of going forth as Elijah before him to prepare the way of the Lord. In the spirit and the power of Elijah, your son John will make ready the way for Jesus Christ to come into the world. How do I know this to be true, though? He asks the obvious question that any one of us, if we were in the same circumstances, would ask someone, a stranger, an angel even, who came and said, you and your wife and your old age will bear a son. How do I know this is going to be true? Well, the angel responds. (laughs) The sign for you is that you're not going to be able to talk for the entire pregnancy. For nine months, you will not be able to speak. Zechariah, that is the sign that is given to you. And sure enough, He went out from the temple and was making signs because he couldn't speak. The people were confused. Then he went home, and very soon after that, Elizabeth conceived, and they bore, and she had John in her womb. And then, of course, Luke shifts on to the more known and more popular nativity story in Luke, starting with the angel visiting Gabriel, and so on and so forth, which we will hear about soon enough. Well, we know then, as we heard last week, that Mary up and leaves after she is visited by Gabriel and told that she is going to bear the Christ, and she visits Elizabeth in the hill country of Judea. She goes there to see Elizabeth, who is her cousin, and Elizabeth gives her the good news. Even though I'm past childbearing age, I am going to bear a son. The Lord visited me and has blessed me in my old age, and I too will have a son. And well, after her three-month stay there, Mary goes and she stays a little longer. My mother-in-law has a saying, after four days, house guests are like fish, they begin to stink. It's a very good rule of thumb. Well, Mary stays for three months with her cousin Elizabeth. I don't think she stunk, but after a while, it was time for her to go because it was nearing the time for the birth of John. And sure enough, Mary goes and John is born, the nativity of John the Baptist. And so he's born, and we pick up with our lesson tonight, and it says that he's there, and eight days later he's going to be circumcised. And for whatever reason, Zechariah had those eight days where he still couldn't speak, and all the people are amazed, like, oh, wow, you had this child in your old age? Well, since this was unexpected, we'd better name him Zechariah after his father. And everyone says, yes, yes, yes. But somehow Zechariah, in the meantime, had communicated to Elizabeth, no, The angel that visited me, the angel that told me this is going to happen, he said his name will be John. And so Elizabeth communicates that to them. They say, no, we'll name him Zechariah. And then Zechariah starts to make a big fuss. They give him a tablet, not like an Apple tablet, but like an actual tablet. And he writes on it, his name is John. And when he writes that, his tongue is loosed. After those not long nine months, he's able to speak again. To say words, what a relief it would be if you were not able to speak for nine months to have that blessing. Blessing. Zechariah was unmuted, to use our modern parlance, and then filled with the Holy Spirit, his first words were a prophecy. Not what we now know as the Benedictus, the thing we are observing this evening. 
It was the prophecy, the song of Zechariah, that we now call it sung in the matin service. And he proceeded to say these things in two parts. The first part, after nine months of muteness, Zechariah offers praise to his God. He talks about God. He doesn't get off his chest all the things that had annoyed him about Elizabeth, all of the things that he was saying, you thought I said this, but I really said this, didn't clear up any of that. He starts praising the Lord that made such a wonderful gift possible. And like the Magnificat that we talked about last week, Mary's song, all of his praise is true. True things about God. Statements of fact, as it were, about who God is and what he has done. He focuses in his praise not on himself, but upon God and God's work. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. First words out of his mouth. Why? Because I, Zechariah, think he's so great. Because he finally just lifted this temporary punishment of not being able to speak. No, blessed be the Lord God of Israel because he has visited and redeemed his people. Zechariah praises God for the chief thing that anybody would have to praise God for. Salvation, the gift of life, the gift of the Lord's gracious presence. God had promised through the holy prophets, he continued, he promised through the prophets Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all of the rest of them, the patriarchs, that he would deliver his people, that he would save them from their enemies. I will save you from your enemies, your physical enemies, the nations and the people that hate you, I will save you from your spiritual enemies, the serpent which has so plagued humanity, but I, the Lord, will save you. God had made a covenant, he continues, a covenant and an oath. We heard just a snippet of it. It's repeated many times throughout Genesis and beyond in the first lesson that God would choose Abraham and his seed to bless the world. And so when the seed was about to come and the son John was going to prepare the way for him, of course, Zechariah is going to mention it. God made a covenant and an oath to bless and deliver his people and indeed the whole world. He would do that so that his people, he says, could serve and worship him in righteousness and without any fear. Thus far, Zechariah's praise, his muteness done, his opportunity in this one moment before the birth of his son who would prepare the way of Jesus Christ to say something, and this is what he says. But he's not finished, and neither am I for that matter. He turns from talking to God to talking directly to his infant son. You can almost even picture him looking at him as these words were spoken. He says, you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. That is how you will be known. That is your title. That is your office. That is who you are as a person. Is it empty praise to call him that? For Zechariah to said, you're going to be the prophet of the Most High. Is that a father of a newborn son, his first son's just wishful thinking? Because what father doesn't think, you son are going to do great things, better things than I have done? No. He has a basis for his praise. You will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will go before the Lord to come into the flesh to prepare his way. You have this great title because of who you precede, who you were born to prepare the people for. The Messiah has long been promised. Israel collectively, humanity collectively, had been waiting for the seed of the woman to come into the world to crush the serpent's head. Guess what? Your job is to go out there before the curtain raises and there he is to greet everybody. 
For that reason, you will be known as the prophet of the Most High. And your message will be to bring the knowledge of salvation to all of God's people through what? Their good efforts, their ability to please the Pharisees and the Sadducees? No, through the forgiveness of their sins. Forgiveness not by means of works. Forgiveness not by means of bulls or goats spread out on the altar in Jerusalem, but rather because of God's tender mercy through which people would be able to walk in light and peace. This is a beautiful song, and we don't do matins here, but maybe sometime we should probably incorporate the Benedictus from it into our service because it is a song that we as the church want to sing. It's appropriate words for Zechariah to say these things. If you were standing there listening, part of the neighbors that were there when all of this was going on, you could probably be like, yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's pretty good. Someone should write this down. Thank goodness they did. Good words of praise for him and good words of praise for us. Tonight or any other night or morning or moment of our lives. Because we have the same faith as Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth. The same faith of John the Baptist. The same hope, the same light and salvation in Jesus Christ who John would come to prepare the way for. And so it is fitting then that we have the same praise. Let's stand and sing the song together.